the B-side in boxing. B-side shit. B-side. B-side. And the B-side. You got a B-side. The B-side. 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 That B-side thing. This is the B-side's boxing podcast. Is there any news that I missed besides uh, Fury Busek getting postponed? Um, no, I can't think of any big fights being announced or anything. I can't recall either. I don't think there were. Oh, oh Shakir Stevenson said he was retiring. <laughs> what? I mean, I don't believe it for I don't a second, either. but. He did put up a thing. Yeah, that he's going to be spending his time like training or coaching or whatever, perfecting boxing in the new generation. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically that's news. I suppose. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I see you have Anaguchi died. That's so sad. It is. Uh, He has like a little girl, I think. It's twenty-three. I think his kid's one year old. Man, 23 years old. That was his, I think, seventh professional fight. Yeah, he had retired for, or quit for a year, and then they talked him into going back. Yeah, I can't imagine how shitty whoever, like, convinced him to go back to boxing feel. Yeah, uh, it's, I'm not entirely certain how how to, how to verbalize what, I don't know if it's remorse or in that for me, like the just not trying to make this about myself, but like watching, watching this and taking so much delight in seeing these people do this to each other. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I have trouble reconciling it too. And this is like worst case scenario, of course, but regardless, watching a really bad beating is you're still watching someone get years taken off of their life if not actually living they'll be they'll be pushed into dementia much more uh, much sooner than they would have otherwise yeah in essence taking years away from them uh, well since we've already come onto it he was pronounced dead at 1738 local time that was on Friday. He's 23. Um, seventh professional fight he lost by decision. Whew. That Yeah, we had talked about it almost immediately, like when we had recorded immediately afterward, how scary it was seeing him getting dragged away, basically, because he couldn't walk, couldn't stand up. Uh, the, yeah. The corner seemed to realize that because they kept him up and not on the stool for the last couple of rounds. Yeah, I, the whole situation is just so sad. Uh, if I don't know, maybe um, it won't be easy to get the translation, but maybe we could talk to Punchburger, see see what he's thinking about the whole thing. Yeah, I haven't seen him put anything up on social media since Anaguchi passed away. Um, it was actually kind of sad. It was, I think, the day before he made a post about how he was really hoping for him and yeah, and hoping course. he would wake up. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to... I can't imagine that anybody who's sane 
and moral would want to do that. Yeah, and they both just seem like nice family guys, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, Punchburger seems like a really fun-loving kind of guy. I didn't see much about Anaguchi before then, so I can't really say. But, yeah, like you say, he seems like a just a regular family guy that fights for a living. Yeah, and I have sort of looked around to try and find a place to donate uh, ever since he got hurt, but I haven't been able to find anything in English. I'm There might be something if you can search in Japanese, but... I expect that the there's no need for that over there. It's not like the ridiculous American healthcare system. Where it's they... a little closer to the American system than you would think. Really? Because, well, I think the Americans have had a very large impact on the Japanese government. So the Japanese government does put a cap on how much Uh, medical bills can cost you but it is a paid system it's not european yeah it's not public yeah Yeah. because when i moved here i tried to figure it out um and i i do not understand the system at all (laughs) i understand that i have traveler's insurance yeah but um it does seem a little complicated there's a maximum per day and there's a maximum maximum but there is like charges and if you want to go to a better private hospital it's also more expensive than the uh the they're ch- not free but the the regular the general ones. hospitals yeah yeah well, okay so if that's the case then yeah definitely want to look into that a little bit more I mean, plus he does just have a a small child that's going to, you know, need stuff its entire life. Yes. And uh, widow, widow care, depending on what, what her skills might have been. Yeah. Oh, man. Anaguchi, that was a hell of a fight, man. It was, it was entertaining and he was in it the whole time. Yeah, he would. I actually... Every round he didn't get knocked down, I gave to Anaguchi. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I I could definitely see that. Very close, very competitive. Man, what a warrior. Did not quit. Literally had to be dragged away because he would not quit. That was was the kind of courage that the man had. So, Uh, yeah, condolences to the family. Oh, man. On that somber note, welcome to... Besides boxing, I'm joined by the homegirl Shanada. It's just me and her today. Drip is, I think, going to. He's being taken to Guantanamo Bay. He wouldn't really specify why, but. Uh, Something about boarding? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going surfing or something? I don't know. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, biggest thing in the news is the undisputed heavyweight championship fight is postponed. Uh, Fury gets a cut on his left eyebrow, and Lennox Lewis post uh, he noted it on social media. But I had even before he had pointed it out, I noticed like that's the same spot Otto Wallin cut him when they when they fought a while ago. So yeah, it looks like. Usyk has a target here that he can really yeah. work. 
scar tissue is a bitch. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it it's only gonna get more prone to cutting as it continues to get hit and cut. So. Yeah. If I also am not a Fury fan, so I'm all about the conspiracy theories of this is on purpose to get him more time to get in better shape. <laughs> I, I hadn't seen those circulating. Uh, oh, yeah. My uh, <laughs> my messages have been full of memes. There's one. It looks like some off-brand WWE guy stabbing himself <laughs> <laughs> as he was thrown off the, the ring and then coming back with blood going down his face. My friends are like, this is fury. <laughs> oh, that's right. They do, they do cut themselves on their foreheads. Mm. That's right. I don't. It's. I remember. I it's, did see something about some Saudi guy, uh, whatever. Uh, excellency dude is whatever his name is, talking about there being penalties for postponing the fight, even if it's accidental. Mm. That's pretty wild. I think it was ten mil off the off of Fury's pay. That that's a big pay cut. Quite. But. If they're putting those penalties, they suspect Fury is trying to duck as well. <laughs> like, yeah, if you needed more time, just fucking say so. <laughs> what, why did you pick? The, why did you agree to this date if you didn't think, or if you weren't certain you were going to be ready? I mean, I think Fury's a little delusional in his ability to come back from being out of shape. His self awareness and. Yeah, and he's getting older. He's not going to drop the pounds as fast as he used to. Yeah, self-awareness and overestimating. Yeah, he's overestimating himself, still thinks he's 10 years, 10 years younger than he really is. I think so. And in addition to the wear and tear he put on himself, not just from fighting, but from the excesses of food and coke and whatever Drugs. else he might have been doing. Yeah. I haven't seen a well. Yeah, they they didn't give a tentative new date, just pending uh whatever the doctor says. Yeah, it is kind of a nasty cut. Yeah. I suspect they'll move it back at least a month or two. Yeah, I was thinking four to six weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a month or two. <laughs> yep. Um. All right. So that was the. That's the only, like, other than Shakur Stevenson, fucking weirdo <laughs> yeah i i laughed so hard when i saw that announcement i honestly thought it was a prank when my friend sent it to me i was like no way he said that it does seem like a bit of a joke i did think it was a joke but well, apparently... yeah i i haven't seen anything from him that says it's a joke but i can't imagine him actually retiring no i also probably wouldn't miss him very much though if we're basing that on the De Los Santos fight, I wouldn't either. But thinking on some other ones that have been a little bit more entertaining, uh, as a character, I think he has a lot to offer the sport, even if he's, if he's not uh, entertaining as a fighter. I don't follow the out-of-the-ring stuff as much, especially not the kind of shit-talking. Yeah, It's don't... not my favorite. I don't keep up with that either. Just really when 
in immediate post-fight interviews or conferences and when Shakur's ringside for stuff and uh, who, when uh, Cambosos fought Maxi Hughes and then he went to talk to Shakur Stevenson, that was really funny. Oh, that is one that maybe got announced this week. Cambosis and Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Yeah, we got, uh, Or is that old news? Drip and I talked about that one before. But if you want to, if you ah, have any okay. po points on it, feel free. No, no, it's okay. All right. Um, let's get reviews here. We're going from January 21st until yesterday for me, uh, February 3rd. In Osaka. Kenshiro Taraji gets the majority decision over Carlos Canisales to retain his 108 WBA WBC titles. Uh, that one, I had a bit of conversation with Red about this one. Uh, he and I both saw this one as to be being pretty clear for Canisales. Not to say it wasn't competitive or it was a sweep or anything, but... It seemed like there was, to me, there seemed like a lot of swing rounds in the middle. And Kanasalis, I think, was edging most of them. So uh, I'm not sure what uh, hometown home cooking, I guess, maybe. I don't think it was egregious no, home definitely cooking. Not. No, I, no. I do think they gave the close rounds to Taraji, but they were close rounds. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's ex that's probably exactly what happened cuz for me the majority of the close rounds were for uh Kanasala, so if the home judges yeah, and gave it to Taraji. I thought the I thought the scorecards were reasonable. I didn't think it was a uh no, they weren't terrible or anything. No, they weren't terrible. And I suspect that the crowd is a lot louder than they seem on TV. Especially in Osaka. Osaka is known for being a lot rowdier than Tokyo. I have heard that, but in uh, regards to baseball. Mm. I think just in general, uh, the city of Osaka is seen as more loud and... <laughs> more wild? Yeah. Less Japanese. <clears throat> yeah. Um, another one, the WBA flyweight champion Artem Dalakian. He loses his belt to Seigo Yuri Akui, and this was a unanimous decision. Uh, I didn't see the whole thing, so I can't really say uh, how Delakian was always kind of a questionable. He was the question mark of the champions, so I guess I'll have to do a little bit more reading into into Seigo and seeing how he can hold his own with Bam and uh, Martinez. Yeah, I I don't think Sago can can hang with Bam at all. No, probably not. Um, but I I do think he clearly won this fight. Okay. I I was a little surprised at how lackluster Delakian was. Like I I didn't think the Japanese guy was going to win until about round 3. I was like, "Oh shit, like he's he's got a chance." And I think he pulled it off. All right. So maybe it's worth revisiting. Uh, I don't know why I took Red's word for it. Just saying, like, yeah, it's not really, it's not worth it watching wasn't, the whole thing. Yeah, it wasn't like a super fun fight. Okay. I just, the underdog won. That was the exciting part. Mm. Now, does Tenshin Nasukawa count as an underdog? 
coming into this fight 2 and 0 against Luis Pacheco 15-2 and 1. I mean, I was expecting tension to win. Yeah, so was I. Just didn't expect it to be that quick. Yeah. I'm I'm glad tension isn't just like overhyped. Yeah. He's famous enough. I I want him to do well. I want him to get more people paying attention to the smaller weight classes. But he will always be the person that Floyd dog walked. And yeah, and then he cried afterwards. Yeah, he'll never live that down. Unfortunately, no. Especially as he continues his boxing career. That's pretty much always going to be thrown in his face. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the one of the Discord uh, servers has his crying face as an emote. Yeah, yeah. I will say that the culture around that seems a little different here. It's almost expected that athletes will show a lot of emotion if they lose. Like, including crying. The baseball finals for high school, if you don't cry, you didn't care enough and... You shouldn't have been there to start with. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> that's not going to fly in the Western world, but I do think it's a little more accepted for men to show that kind of emotion after losing in sports here. Nobody here makes fun attention for crying. I never did either. Right? It To me, like when Bam uh, kind of collapses with joy and uh, tries to hide his little his shaking because he's crying like i don't i i see that as really endearing um and i would i would feel the same if he were to cry if he lost like you're you're very passionate that's the exact way i would look at it yeah but i think you're a little more understanding than the general north american man about yeah. stuff like that yeah you're probably right uh too much of a fucking soy boy beta liberal snowflake or whatever yeah, whatever whatever the rednecks want to say. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I think it just shows that you really, really care. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's that's part of that whole... I had a conversation with somebody a few days ago about this, uh, uh, just the stigma around uh, men and showing emotion. So, yeah, I, I think it's fine, but whatever. Yeah. Um... I don't know if there was anything else on that card worth really worth litigating. Unless you can recall No, I any. don't think so. All no. Right. Okay, moving on to the one we didn't see. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Neither didn't of us see. watched this one. Yeah, the matchroom <laughs> card that was in Belfast in Ireland. Lewis Crocker stops Jose Felix in the fifth. This was a welterweight fight. It's important to re for people to remember that I think Jose Felix is about the same size as Isaac Cruz. And that's <laughs> a very small person to be fighting at welterweight. Uh, yeah. So you pull up a guy that's sized for about 130. You pull him up 20 pounds. What do you expect? I'm surprised he made it to round five. Yeah, I think they brought him up. Uh, as a as a bit of a revenge for stopping the Irish guy on the Irish card the last time out. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Irish, Paddy Donovan 
Yep. Perfect name for the segue there. He stops Williams Herrera in seven. And Shavon Clark stops Tommy McCarthy in the fourth. That was Welter, Welter, and Cruiserweight. I had, I think I had mentioned this to, to Drip the last time I think we talked about this. Was like, this is kind of just a British people card. It's not, yeah. it's not really for the rest of us in the rest of the world. <laughs> I don't mind the British domestic scene. Like, there's lots of good fights in there. Yes. But I don't think these were were them. Yeah, there's definitely, inside of the domestic scenes anywhere, like the Tsutsumi versus uh, Anaguchi fight, that was a Japanese domestic one, and that was great. Yeah. Uh, plenty of uh, Mexican f- fucking blockheads that just do not stop throwing punches at each other. Which is a lot of fun. Now, I don't think speaking of blockheads is a good segue for Jaime Munguia's card. <laughs> but uh, moving on to Jaime Munguia's card, this one, I was able to go to this one. So shout out, Golden Boy. Thank you very much. I appreciate your invitation. The ones that I felt worth noting one was uh, Gabriella Fundora. She stops Christina Cruz in the 10th of 10 for the IBF flyweight title. What did you think of the stoppage? Yes. Um, so from what I saw uh, from the position I was at, it looked like uh, Fundora hit Cruz with something. I couldn't see what it was, but it looked to me like Cruz was very bothered by it. To the point that she hunched over and sort of uh, tried to like walk away from it because it was so so bad. That's what it looked like to me. So you didn't see like a TV replay later. They did show it again later, and it uh, it while it didn't look on the replay, it didn't seem like something major landed. It was still a really strange way for. Uh, for Cruz to position herself, so I can, yeah. So from the from where the referee was, at, looking at that situation, which I was kind of at the same angle that he was, like this is it, it's not all that terrible to think that something serious might have happened. There, I I thought it looked like she punched her in the back of the head. Oh, <laughs> and that the ref could have done. Uh... A bit of a like break and and reset, yeah, yes. and it would have been fine. But that's easy to say watching on TV. Yeah, uh, from what it from what uh, we saw, I'm gonna say we the ref and I. It, mm-hmm. it, it looked like something was something was up. Uh, it reminded me, I don't. Oh, I was talking with Nathan on the the Ultimate Casual, the MMA show, about exactly this was I had the it reminded me a lot of this sequence that was in bare knuckle FC where a, one of the women the champion punched the challenger and she hit her eye in such a way that it ended up being permanently damaged mm. so and it the way that she hunched over was exactly like that so that, I see yeah. That, 
that's what I thought immediately when I saw her, uh, Christina Cruz, hunch over and sort of try to hobble away. That's what I thought of. Fair. I I don't think it needed to be stopped, but that's easy to say watching on TV. All yeah. your points are, are valid. The ref has to make a split decision based on his angle. Yeah, so. heat of the moment. Yeah. Um, moving up. Alan Picasso gets the decision over Eric Ruiz. These were 122s. Um, I forgot all of the... I think I spent all of my pun points on fight night <laughs> with Picasso and painting and all the rest of it. But uh, Picasso was was pretty... It was an entertaining fight, I think. Um, he's He can be hit, so like he's not as awesome as golden boy tried to make him seem yeah but he's still a fun fighter i'm gonna watch him again for sure yeah definitely uh i don't know i don't want to blame this on darius fulgum about who i'm not gonna watch again but he gets the majority decision over alantes fox uh it was an eight rounder it honestly felt like a 15 yeah, I had actually lined up my schedule to call my dad and my brother and watch these fights together over the phone. And this is the fight that they tuned into. Oh, man. And I was like, no, I promise it's going to get better. <laughs> like, Mungia Rider will be a banger. And my dad's like, I should have just watched the hockey game. Oh, man. <laughs> so, that's uh, something yeah. that we were joking about in Discord as well. Was imagine you tell your your friends like, "Hey, you should watch this card. The main event's gonna be cool, and there's gonna be good fights on the on the undercard." And then they watch this, and yeah, this is what you show them. Jesus, terrible. So the scorecards, I thought were funny. Dennis O'Connell hits it with a ninety-eight, ninety-two, which that's a very reasonable, very I think logical, rational scorecard. Craig Harmon hits it 100 to 90 for Fulgham. My thinking here is that Craig Harmon was watching this. My thinking of what he was probably thinking as he was scoring was just fuck Alantes Fox every single round. <laughs> fuck this guy in the hardest, meanest, driest ways possible. And then... I do not understand this next card. Javier Camacho, 95 to 95 draw. So my thinking here, trying to trying to give... Like I gave Craig Harmon the benefit of the doubt that he's just scoring with his fucking rage against Alantis yeah. Fox. I think Javier Camacho rage scored against both of them and just said, fuck both of you. Neither of you win. This is the shittiest fight I've ever seen in my life. 95-95. You are both fucking losers. Nobody gets fucking anything. No one gets uh, anything from this. You all suck. Do not fight again. <laughs> Which, for Alantis Fox, being a little bit older, I think he's in his mid-30s, might be about that time. Because he's not getting much better, if at all. So, yeah, if you're struggling with Darius Fulgham who's not even in double-digit fights at this point. That was his 10th fight, so it might be time to start thinking about coaching or something. As for yeah. Fulgham, 
Uh, at first, I was having my um, throwing my jabs at him as well, like kind of clowning on him in chat and everything. But after post fight, it I think it was the that sort of he was really embarrassed that that is the performance he put on. Like he knew it was a packed house. He knew it was people coming to see action. That's what they come to see when they see Mungia. Yeah. And so he wanted to deliver that. And he, I think he was really embarrassed and he was, uh, I don't know if he, I don't think shame is the right word, but he felt really poor. He felt really badly about having put on such a stinker. And that, that was not really his fault that it was such a stinker. Yeah. I, I'm sure that he'll he'll be more exciting in his next one, but that fight was just not it. Right. Um, Alantes Fox was a fucking grimy ass. <laughs> so fucking bad. 34 fight, 35 fights in his career. So he he knows how to how to take the steam out of anybody. And, yeah. And, and slow down the action. And man, did he slow it down. Yep. And he he took he dragged Fulgum into the into the deep waters, I guess, and uh let's see how how well you can swim, which not terrible, but uh Bernard Hopkins in the post fight presser was really adamant, like now it's time for me to step in and help this kid out. Cause that I that type of shit that Alantes Fox is doing, like that's my bread and butter. So I know exactly yeah. how to stop it too. <laughs> and so um yeah, Darius seemed really happy about that. He seemed uh, optimistic, but he was definitely disappointed, which that was a redeeming quality to me that he was. Yeah, yeah, being being aware that yeah. you are not exciting is always good because if you know you're not, you can work on it. Yeah. It was I don't think how many fights does he have? He was at coming in, he was 9 and 0 with 9 KOs. So he was yeah. definitely... He's used to being exciting. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then he realized, like, yeah, there are some slime balls out there. And it's going to be difficult. Well, and I mean, that was probably Fox's best strategy, be a slime ball. Yeah. He he didn't get knocked out. Nope. So. Uh, speaking of getting knocked out, Oscar Colazzo, the WBO minimum weight champion... <laughs> Uh, but little guys never get knockouts right yeah i know they never do uh rainerius gutierrez gets stopped in the third it i feel really terrible because of how much i advocate for younger or not younger the smaller weight classes just like you do as they were walking out and stepping into the ring i uh, was trying my best to hold back laughter uh, I, I didn't realize just how small they actually are <laughs> until I saw them. They, they are very small people. Yes. Uh, Oscar Colazzo and Draenerys, they're they were both standing, like, when they would get near the ropes. With other weight classes like Superfly or Bantam, when they stand by the ropes, their head peeks over. These guys did not. And that's what was making me laugh. Uh, I think the ropes are at five feet usually, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. And uh... I, I have said this before, but for the very small guys, they should use movie magic, and I know it won't work in real life, 
But on TV, if you kept out everyone out of the ring who was tall, like nobody over 5'9", they would seem like they were a regular size. Yeah, I think that might be why I always, when the when I see Japanese fighters, yeah, because the referees around like not that much taller than them. But then you get Eddie Hearn walking in the <laughs> ring, just ruining everything. Or Chris Mannix is really tall yeah, too. Yeah, he is. Like, do not let Chris Mannix interview the minimum weights. Go send out somebody small. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Colazzo, though that was um, the that's the second fight of his that I've seen, and I think they were both stoppages. Uh, yeah, I think he's got a few KOs. He's uh, nine wins, seven KOs. Yeah, that's a pretty good ratio. Yes, his last one is when I saw him fight Melvin Jerusalem. That was the one. Anyway. Oscar Colazzo, he seems really interested in doing more uh, with the, with his... He understands that he's like one of the few sort of quote-unquote knockout artists down at that level, uh, that weight, those divisions. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try to put, put a little bit more attention on it. All right. Now, fun. Jaime Munguia stops John Ryder in nine. Uh, this was a great fight. Yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it was very fun to be there. The crowd was insane. Uh, not the most insane crowd I've been in, but it's it was very lively. People were definitely there for, for Mungia. Uh, I did hear a few Ryder fans on TV, at least. There were. Uh, there was a small contingent of British people that were there. That were very loud. Yes, they were Which tra- they always are, but it makes it more exciting. They were trying their best to be heard. <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya kept saying, statement made. Do you think this is a statement win? I don't know. Munguia was getting hit a lot. Yeah, he was. Like, and I know John Ryder has some power, but I think Munguia needs to work on his defense or someone's going to eventually crack his chin. Like, you can't eat punches like that forever. You can't eat punches like that from Canelo, David Benavides. No, I I can't see it. Like, there are some amazing chins out there, but those guys would crack them, I'm yeah. sure. I was, um, in chat, it was weird because everyone was pointing out, like, if they were saying if John Ryder had power, this would be over. As the fight started stretching on. I think Ryder has some power. I don't think he hits the hardest, but it's not like he's pillow fisted. Yeah, yeah. It's, it has been enough to get him, I guess, up to the point where he is a world-level contender. 32 wins, 18 knockouts. So it's not great. No, but it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. Um... But I do agree. If if Benavides was hitting him like that, I don't think Munguia would have made it. So the question that kept coming up for him in the post-fight presser was, like, who's next, what's next? Um, I believe this was the WBC something or other 
not real belt. So he's on that the same track as Benavides. Uh, Benavides being the interim champion, Canelo being the full champion or whatever. And so this kind of makes Mungia Benavides is mandatory in a way. Yeah. He's a mandatory to both, I suppose. I would rather see Mungia Canelo myself. Uh, th- yeah, I think that would be, it would be more lucrative. That's for sure. If they put that in a, a I just a think the buildup, yeah, the buildup would be really fun. I think the actual event would be fun. Not that Benavides wouldn't be fun, but, but I think if Mangia loses to Benavides, the Canelo fight goes away. Definitely. So I would rather he <laughs> skips the possible stumbling block and just gets his big payday. A very serious obstacle. Big payday. A very, yeah. b- very serious obstacle that would that stop him from getting a monstrous payday. The there was a lot of a lot of guys from <clears throat> that were from Mexico in the press, and they kept asking both him and uh, Oscar about uh, why why go with Benavides. Uh, when the Mexico versus Mexico in in-house rivalry is already there. And I think I remember Oscar saying that that would be preferable, that it has, uh, it would be better for that to happen, but Canelo has all the leverage. So they can't, yeah. they can't really force an issue there. And when, it, and he did try to pitch Benavides as like the, He's not born in Mexico, Mexican, but he's Mexican-American just like I was, and my fights with uh, Julio Cesar Chavez were enormous. So there still is that angle to it as well, which I thought had a lot of merit. So a little bit change of track, but John Ryder was saying that if he didn't win this fight, he was done Hmm. before the fight. Now, I don't think he needs to retire. Like, I I don't think this fight shows him being washed or anything, but I wonder if he is going to anyways. I was thinking, when you said that, I I started thinking the same thing, and that I see this a lot whenever guys say, like, oh, if I lose, then, you know, it's time to to walk away. But when they do, if they do lose, they always look really good in that loss. So how do you yeah. how do you walk away from you clearly still having it? So yeah, I agree with you. I don't know if he, I don't know if this is the time to walk away. For but it's always better to walk away before you have to quit. Yes, walking away on your own terms or being dragged out. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if Ryder decided <clears throat> this was my finale. But I don't think he's at a place where he needs to call it yet. No, he doesn't have to. Uh, what is available, just going down the box rec list, Benavides, do not do that. That's just a really bad no. idea. Uh, Derevyanchenko, maybe? That would be a banger, I think. Yeah, they're both about the same age. Um is well, a little older. Derevyanchenko against Mangia was just, amazing yeah. and i think him against Ryder would be similar 
Christian and Beely is in the mix here. Is he is he British too? Beely? Uh he is he recently became a Canadian citizen. Um he, I think he's dual Canada and France. Oh, okay. So, uh British versus France would be that's a, something. a good build up. Yeah. yeah. Uh Kayla Plant, Demetrius, Andre, not dangerous fights. He would probably lose, but they're not dangerous, I don't think. I also don't think they would be as exciting. No. no. I think it would be plant outboxing rider. Would Andre do the same? I don't know. I I don't understand Andre Demetrius's strategy like 90% of the time. Cuz I think he could just outbox him, but he'd probably also let himself get dragged into a bit of a a fight. That that was exactly my thinking. I was going to see if he would pick up on Demetrius having a tendency to be a fucking idiot and <laughs> yeah well and I think if he was an idiot Ryder has a chance yes <clears throat> David Morrell he... do not do that <laughs> bad idea <laughs> uh, oh another one that they brought up for Mungia was Berlanga to give it the... uh, that's that's also very dangerous and not worth it for who? Mungia. Mungia versus Berlanga. I don't, I think Berlanga's been exposed as a bit as a pretty considerable fraud. Fair enough, but if he lands that one big punch sure. and Mungia's chin finally cracks, but I just don't think the payoff is worth the risk. I think they're trying to do the uh, Mexico Puerto Rico thing. Uh, I I know it's a rivalry, but I don't care about that one at all. Yeah, I'm not. I never really cared that much about it either. Uh, Beck the Bully, Beck Demir Melikuziev. That would be a fun fight, I think. Yes, I think he's. On I like think Mangia wins. Yeah, but also I think so as well. Huh. Anything more on Mungia? No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, quickly, there was a Provox card on the 31st. Some good... There's some fun KOs in there. Antonio Moran stops, stops uh, Romero Duno. That was uh, Mexico versus Philippines. And then Angelo Leo stops Mike Plania in the third. I didn't see where Plania's from. But I'm going to pretend that it's another Mexico versus Philippines. I have no idea. Yeah. I missed that one. I did watch the McCombie fight. It was fun. I quite enjoyed it. That was the one that I didn't see. Mm. Was the McCombie one. Um, yeah, the only problem is for me, these are always on Thursday morning. Yeah. yeah. So it, I'm usually busy at work and can't watch. Mike Plania is from the Philippines. Nice. And Angela Leo's Mexican-American, so if that does or doesn't count. Anyway, uh, moving along to Saturday, February 3rd. Uh, this, I think this is a boxer card with the 2X boxer. I'm not entirely sure. There wasn't, I couldn't find any info on it. Or it was limited information anyway. So just quickly, uh, Caroline Dubois stops Miranda Reyes. 
Adam Azim knocks out Enoch Polson in five. And Joshua Buatzi gets another win over Dan Aziz. So he's starting to string them. To, he's continuing to string them together. My favorite joke is, are they, say, are they saying boo? No, they're saying boo Watsi. Yeah, that's, so that's fun. Uh, light heavyweight. So hot division, and he's trying to keep his head down, I think, until better BF Bivol, I think, is signed. Is it? I think it is. Uh, Google time. I saw a post on social media that said it was. That it was going to be in Saudi Arabia. I don't know how I feel about the Saudi Arabia stuff. I'm conflicted as well. Uh, June 1st in Saudi Arabia. That's a very stupid date to do it in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad idea. (laughs) I guess if you do it at night. Um, But yeah, it's signed. Maybe they have an air-conditioned arena? Yeah, they probably do. Um, or they have. It's uh, still going to be hot as balls, though. They have a, Im- uh, immigrant f- labor slaves fanning the whole yeah. arena. Yeah. I don't. I'm not too keen on this whole Saudi Arabia thing either. I do appreciate that they're making the big fights happen, but and His Excellency, whatever his name is, does seem to actually be a boxing fan. He is, which I like. In the few conferences I've seen him in, he's very much a boxing fan. Yeah, which is great. And it's great that there's a boxing fan with enough money to just make shit happen. But why has it got to be a Saudi guy? Yeah. Uh, Like, why can't... I don't know. They're also terrible. But why can't Jeff Bezos just pay for That is exactly who I was thinking of. (laughs) Like, why can't Bezos be like, hey, let me make it rain for you bitches. Dance for me, you motherfuckers. Not that his money is any cleaner, really. Right. Yeah, not by much. Uh, okay, so that's it for Boxer. The let's uh, We'll get into the Bivol Better BF thing in a minute. Matchroom in Vegas. Connor Ben, not allowed to compete in the UK, so here he is at the Cosmo, the Chelsea Ballroom. Uh, Johnny Fisher... Gets the stoppage over Dimitro Bezos. Bezos? I'm saying Bezos because it's fun. Hmm. Uh, Johnny Fisher looked okay, but uh, Bezos is also like one of those type of shit journeymen. Yeah. So I like Johnny Fisher for what he is, but he is not a good boxer. Yeah, that's that was going to be my exact point. Was like he's fun to watch, but he's not go- he's not going places. Well, I. He's going places, but not world places. Yeah. The, if I he bet does... you he's around forever, and he has his contingent of fans that is awesome, and that's fine. He, that's he, good. He's <laughs> going to have his uh, Chris Mannix, Demetrius Andrade sort of thing. The nerds yeah. are always calling for Johnny Fisher to get a shot that they yeah. won't. They know no. deep down he's going to lose, but... Well, and when he retires, he's going to be, like, famous in his small area, and everyone's going to buy him drinks forever at the local pub. Uh, Austin Ammo Williams stops late replacements. Armel Mbomba. Uh, I don't know when it was that uh, Armel uh, felt 
something saw something that he didn't like, and he was pretty much on the retreat the entire time, uh, leading up to the stoppage, which was a pretty fun stoppage, but mm, it was one of those, like, getting sad kind of things. Mm, yeah. And speaking of getting sad, Connor Ben, unanimous decision over Peter Dobson. I didn't get through this whole fight before we started recording, but Connor Ben didn't look very good. Yeah, I actively chose to stop watching it in its entirety and just skim through. It's like this, this is not good. Uh, Connor Ben, I. Being on the Matchroom uh, mailing list or whatever, I get all their little press releases, and they spent the last, like, three fucking weeks talking up Connor Ben. Connor Ben's gonna fucking call out so-and-so. Connor Ben wants to fight this this and such person. And this is the fucking performance you turn in? Yeah. You gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. This is not... No. Just st stay... Uh, I don't know. Keep petitioning the uh, British Boxing Board of Control so that you can go back and fight fucking tomato cans over there for people who care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never liked Conor Ben, and he he is such an example of riding on your father's coattails, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like at least uh, Chris Eubank had some modicum of his own success. Well, and he didn't talk about being his dad as oh. much as Connor Ben does. Connor Ben, you fucking disappointment. I hope his dad slaps him when he gets home. Hopefully. Okay. Moving to our previews from today the 4th to February 17th. There is not very much. Queensbury card in London at the Copper Box Arena. Uh, Liam Williams versus Hamza Shiraz. It, that's the, uh, the headline. And the only other names I recognize, Anthony Yard uh, versus Marco Nikolic. And there you go. It's uh, Other than those two, and Liam Williams is a bit of a stretch, and Anthony Yard is like a little bit of a stretch. This is a, if you're into fucking British domestic showdowns, here you go. Yeah. I, even I don't recognize most of these names. Well, <laughs> I think I know more of the British guys than the average person. Um, I think I recognize Masood Abdullah. That name or sounds I might familiar. be being racist. No, that name does sound kind of familiar. And Tommy Fletcher, I definitely recognize, but he's, he's not anything to get excited over Hamza Shiraz uh, Queensberry's been propping him up for some time so I've seen his name around but eh. yeah so if you want to get more information on this and you want to see the whole lineup uh, if you go to lbxmedia.net slash boxing that's the calendar it has everything on it now the match room card same day. This one's at the O2, like an annex of the O2, the Indigo. Um, I think this is like their NXT series with like Next Generation. Uh, because Liam Dillon versus Reese Bellotti. 
I keep getting their press releases about how this is such a huge rivalry, and I have no fucking idea who these people are. No. Me neither. Shannon Ryan versus Emma Dolan. Macy. Yeah, there's a lot of low numbers of fights yeah. on this card. And the large, the more experienced people have a lot of losses. So. Yasmina Zabzachka. Erdogan Kadria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack Ollie fan. Oh, is he? Oh, I know why that sounds familiar. Timothy uh, Olyphant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw him in person once. Oof. He was filming something in Newfoundland, Canada. Did he have hair? Yes. Ah. It's always weird when I see him in stuff with hair, just because I'm used to him seeing him in a, that really poor adaptation of Hitman. I don't even know what that. It's a video <laughs> game series. Never yet. I know Hitman's a video game series, but I didn't know all the fans had anything to do with it. Yep, he was forty-seven, and it was not a very good movie. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure of mine, I'll admit, but I know it's not good. Uh, there you go. That's it for the previews. It's a light, light stretch. The seventeenth man got fucking Tyson Fury's bitch ass. Took a razor blade to his eyebrow because he couldn't. Yep. Because he wasn't ready. But there's a lot on the horizon on the 24th. There's some good cards. Uh, the second, the eighth. Yeah, I'm trying to get tickets to the um, Tekken card in Tokyo. Uh, I would really like to go to that arena. That's the sumo wrestling arena. Really? It's a very famous one. Yeah. Huh. Um, so I haven't been to that one yet. But on the 22nd, there's also a card at uh, Korakuen, the small mm -hmm. the small one uh, near Tokyo Dome. The Proving Grounds. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, who's fighting on it? There was somebody I would be happy to go see on it as well, but I don't know if I can manage two boxing cards in three days. Koki Inoue? Um... Maybe. I'd have to... Give me two seconds here. Uh, I think that's on Ohashi Jim's Yeah, it's Ohashi. Uh, I hate it, but I have to use Microsoft Edge because... The translation is it a translates. lot better. Yeah. yeah. Because both those cards are Ohashi Jim. Are they? Yeah. I thought the one on the 24th was uh, taken. Oh, Hashi's got some fighters in it. Oh, okay. So it's a collab. Because isn't Takuma Anui also Ohashi, Jim? Um, that's right, because his brother is. Mm. So, yeah. Cherwin on Kaha's is going to be on that. Okay, I got this pulled up. Oh, the Nakajima-Nakagawa fight, I think, is going to be fun. I saw both of those on a different card. And they're very Japanese. Uh, no head movement and defense and just kind of stand and bang. So. And I don't know if anyone's figured out 
how to steal Lemino or convince it you're in Japan, but that card is on Lemino for free if you can VPN into Japan. The only one I've ever gotten to work is that Abima or Ab <laughs> Abima or whatever. Yeah, I know everybody. Um, everybody on Discord said they couldn't get whatever fight was on Lemino last time either. But if you happen to be listening and in Japan, it is free on Lemino. Oh, and this Aido Abe, I think he was at the rookie tournament. Um, and it's only a six-round fight, so I think it's the same guy. But his picture isn't on the poster, so I'm not sure. Uh, he won a decision. It was in September? Yes. Holy shit. Where the fuck has the time gone? <laughs> God. Uh, right. So that one on the 22nd I didn't know about. But oh. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's anything that would be mentioned overseas, but I've got enough of the Japanese um, social media going on now that I hear about most of them. All right. I don't think there's anything else. So all of the outro bullshit gets cut in. All right, most of the outro uh, plugs and shit have already has it's already been mentioned. Uh, the website lvxmedia.net. Uh, there's a calendar there for boxing and MMA. There's different podcasts that we put out, and um, a lot of articles, press releases that are you know noteworthy get put up. Uh, in both the political sphere as well as boxing. There's not a whole lot on MMA, but whatever. Um, questions, comments, concerns, um, 833-LUX-PODS is the phone number. If you call, it goes straight to voicemail, or you can text if you prefer. It's anonymous either way. So um, LVX Media Net on any social media. If you can't find it, we're not on it. The, to be honest with you, the one that I use the most just I myself is uh, Instagram. So like if you go to Twitter or threads or anything else, not going to find a whole lot of activity there. But uh, what helps more than anything is if you could drop a rating wherever you're listening. If you're not feeling a five star, text me. Let me know what's up. I would prefer um, to try to work on improving than to, I don't know, to leave you hanging. And if you are interested, we do have a shop. And that's lvxmedia.net slash shop. If there is something, if there's some other kind of uh, merch that you want to see, something, I don't know, if you want to take a particular design and move it to like a sweater or some shit, or like pretty much anything you can think of is available. So, um uh, same, you have my number. Let me know. And we are going back to the show. Right there. So, cool. parting words. I, I'm really bad at these. I hope Drip doesn't get too hurt on his ski trip. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Drip. Yeah. That's, it was a painful experience for me, too. So I'm very... Not, I'm not at all surprised that that's what he's feeling as well after his first day yeah his first time skiing and i i do agree skiing is a little harder on the knees and ankles 
That's why I switched to snowboarding when I got old. That was the only thing I'd ever done. Uh, after a mm. little time on skis, and yeah, fuck this. I'm gonna get on the board. I started skiing when I was five, so it didn't hurt then. So. Mm, parting words. When you're when you're thinking about calling somebody a coward or a fucking pussy or a bitch or whatever you want to call them because they don't take the fight that you want them to take. Just think about Anaguchi. Think about what these guys are risking for you. Yeah. So just to put it into a little bit of perspective, you can be disappointed. I'm fucking disappointed with boxing all the time. It's just the natural way that boxing goes. It's more disappointment than not. But uh, keep that perspective in mind. Yeah, these guys are putting their health and even their life on the line every time they take a fight. Yep. Even the guys who aren't on TV. It's traditional in wrestling and uh, other combat sports to do the 10 bell salute in memory of people. I think uh, it's a it's a small tribute. So it's, it's only uh, symbolic, but I think it's important that we do this for Anaguchi. Thank you for listening. Uh, big ups to the Anaguchi family. My heart is with you. See you guys next time. Oh.